Yeah, but I cheated. I wore you out first. <laughs> I cheated. I stayed young and fit. I stayed fit. You know, I eat healthy. I cheated. Yeah, that's how I beat you. You're listening to episode 150 of PHP Ugly. I'm your host. 150? And we're still amateurs. Absolutely. I'm your host, Tom Rideout. With me, as always, the consummate professional, Eric Van Johnson. Hello, everybody. Consummate professional that was talking over you during your intro. Absolutely. And the CrossFit <laughs> vegan disc golf frisbee catcher himself, John Congdon. No CrossFit in there yet. Maybe one day. Uh, it's, you get a you get an extra. It's like the Lord of the, or it's like the uh, Game of Thrones Meisters. You get a ring on your collar for every one of those hippie things you do. <laughs> more and more hippie-ish every day. How you guys doing this week? Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Been an interesting week so far, but okay, I guess. That's uh, interesting. Really? <laughs> well, so, okay. so interesting. So, John has yes, forgotten. I know what. Let, I know what. Really, I'm. I'm trying to prompt. Let's get your... something out of the way real quick because I. I do want to state state something really fast. Um. So, uh, those that that listen, long time listening listeners to the show will know that uh, I live in the Diego Dev offices and therefore in ex- my extension PHP ugly offices are here in a little suburb of San Diego called Poway, uh, Poway, California. And we had a really, really, really unfortunate event uh, over the weekend where we had um, a synagogue shooting. And man, I tell you, the, the world we live in is just getting so crazy. But I just wanted to just say real fast that you know obviously the shit's gotta stop you these crazy people just killing people because they don't agree with you know they don't think how they want them to think is is gotta stop but the people who were involved with this you know our hearts go out to you our thoughts are with you um you know Poway is a real pretty small town here uh, there's been a bunch of vigils and a bunch of people getting together trying to, you know, get past it. And uh, again, if you've listened to the show show long enough, you know my daughter ran for mayor for Poway, and it was an interesting election. But I'm not gonna lie, I'm I'm glad this isn't something she needs to yeah, deal no with. Uh, yeah. It was man, it, it was shocking. It, and just the the day. Where we live right now with the internet and stuff, it's so crazy. Like, I got the information before I even heard it on the radio or the news. I was walking my dog. Uh, we have a little routine we do on the weekend. And I had a friend of mine who lives in New Jersey start messaging me over Facebook. You know, hey, is everything okay? I'm happy your daughter you know, doesn't have to deal with this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm, I'm like, trying to read the message and... It's like, wow, there was another synagogue shooting. That's horrible. But I couldn't figure out why he was messaging me about it. And then I realized the the place it happened is literally up the street from where I'm at right now. 
I mean, it is like a 10-minute drive from, from my current location. And yeah, so... Sorry. What's that, John? I was going to say something that I haven't shared with you yet is I was out with my kids that day, <clears throat> and on my way home, I passed a street uh, here in my town, and there were tons of cops there. It was all roped off, and I'm like, that's weird. I wonder what's going on. I'm thinking drug bust or something. I get mm -hmm. home and I hear about the synagogue shooting, and it turns out the shooter is just up the street from me. So that's I no, he was a son of like some really popular teacher at the high school by your house. Yeah, right around the corner from my house. Yep. It was amazing. It's scary too. It's ridiculous. So yeah, yeah, it 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 was nuts. So. Anyways, hearts go out to everybody involved. Um, you know, my wife, where, where my wife works, there were some of the people she works with were at the synagogue. I mean, it was it's a pretty popular synagogue. There, there aren't a lot in Poway. Um, and uh, he was actually there. You know, you know, it was Passover, and they were they were doing their their you know routine, whatever. I mean, I'm. I'm not Jewish. I don't know what the routine is, but but one of the one of the steps they do is they they start to memorialize the people who had, who they had lost that year, and uh, his wife was actually one of them. And and um, then to have this happen, it's just just horrible. So so yeah, interesting week. I mean, a really interesting start of the week, and it was it was crazy. But uh, yeah, just want to let everybody know, you know, your heart. You know, we're with you on this, and and my daughters, both my daughters, uh, attended several um, vigils and and group gatherings on it. But mm. and then, of course, again, as crazy as the world is, a couple of days later, there's another another incident across the country, and you know, it's like, okay, let's move on to the next, you know, the next weird, crazy local shooting, and it was just, it's horrible. And that's all horrible timing as far as it it shouldn't be happening anyway but i'm now in the process of registering my kid for kindergarten and it's just bringing all those like fears back up i mean it mm -hmm. happens often enough anyway with these mass shootings at, at schools but to know that it's happened at elementary schools in the past and mm -hmm. you know more and more of these things happening just, just makes it so scary to send your kids out it just takes one unstable person. There's no rhyme or reason to it. I mean, there's just no, there's just no rhyme or reason. It's it's insane. Yeah, I I, I get you, Jen. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> this has been right. your depressing section of this show. No doom yeah, and gloom. I got, I got none. Doom and gloom out of the way. But that this week. Uh, yeah, I sniped Thomas's right. doom and gloom. Sorry about that, buddy. <laughs> Okay, pull us out of this uh, this this funk. What do you got going on? Thomas, you mentioned before the show you saw in games. Just yeah, so no spoilers, I promise. Uh, no, just I, finished up end game. I'm, I'm I'm spilling the beans. What's up? <laughs> it is it is an exhausting endeavor. I mean, I can say that just without a doubt. No matter no matter how you feel about what happens in the movie. 
sitting for three hours through this just epically scoped thing is just exhausting. Yeah, but you have the ability to turn it into like six hours because I'm sure it wasn't at a theater. No, it was absolutely at a theater. I uh, haven't, really? haven't been able to get a good copy. Wow, I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah, the, the Marvel series is one of the series I go see in theaters where the the sound production really matters and the scope of the screen really matters. And I was about to say that this uh, is definitely I, one of those movies, even if you, if, even if you're the type of person who waits for things to come out before watching them, this is one of those movies that you probably want to see in a theater at least once. I tried getting Eric yeah, to go earlier this week and he refused to go with me. That's, I heard a different story. <laughs> what? <laughs> I heard a slightly different story. No, you didn't. <laughs> I will say, as a comic book fan, uh, I don't know. It's I'm not. I I have my series I read right now, but I, I remember when I was younger, there were certain comics that came out that would like uh, they they would they would team up or they would have these you know large groups like Secret Wars was uh, was one of them where there were this large group of superheroes, large group of uh, villains who were all fighting. And uh, they would have these like two-page spreads of battles where it's all one large yeah. image of all the stuff happening, and you would just that look was at, you would just that look... was a, a big complaint with with the Civil War movie was that the epic battle was like ten people, right, 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 right. and and you're like you're like if you see the two-page spread from the Civil War comic, it's gigantic. It's yeah. got everyone. It's got the X-Men. It's got everyone in it. And I think they really resolved that in this one. The scale yeah. seems appropriate for comics. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. It would be like this layout that, as a fan of comics, you would sit there and look at for like an hour or two and just look at all the details and all the all the people who who are a part of it. And it's, it's like where's Waldo for comic nerds? Exactly, and you definitely yeah. get that sense in this movie. It's like you want to. There, there are certain scenes that I'm looking forward to pausing and just looking at and say, okay, yeah, what what all is happening in this scene? Because there's so much stuff going on. Yeah, there's I, there's definitely stuff to nitpick, um, but overall the experience was pretty fantastic. Yeah, it was cool. How long do you? How long does a movie have to be out before we can start giving spoilers? Uh, I believe the moratorium now is a month, although it might be different for this one. Oh, smokes a month! So there was there was some conversation about this on Reddit because Game of Thrones and Avengers Endgame both had very gigantic releases this weekend, mm -hmm. and if you went on Reddit, Game of Thrones, everyone was talking about it openly. There was, no one cared about spoilers. It wasn't a thing. And if you tried to spoil Endgame in some way, you were banned from Reddit for a while. Like, it was just a no-no. <laughs> and people were, people were wondering, well, what's the difference between the two? And the difference is that everyone who wants to watch Game of Thrones the night that it happens or the minute that it happens basically can. Like if That's you, true. If you have a means to watch it whatsoever then you have a means to watch it either that night or the next morning or the next afternoon because you have it on DVR or you have it on HBO now. It's 
no one is like struggling to find the time to sit down for three hours in a theater that isn't crowded at a time that's at someone else's leisure. You know, Game of Thrones just it ha- it runs on a different schedule. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But also an epic episode. Uh, a lot of people are very upset about Game of Thrones, though. Yeah, the uh, the wife and kids got into Game of Thrones. I, I actually was into it the first couple seasons, and then I dropped out. I just couldn't I couldn't keep up with it. And then uh, the wife and kids um, um, marathoned it, uh, uh, like, last winter or something, and kind of burned through all... It got through the whole series, and they're up to... As far as I know, they're up to the current stuff as well. So... But we haven't. I haven't. I haven't watched it. I, I'm, I haven't watched it. I even if I had watched it, I probably wouldn't care as much because I don't know anything that's going on anymore. Well, it, the the biggest complaint was that the lighting was poor. <laughs> what? That it was almost so. The whole episode was. <laughs> this is not a spoiler. The whole episode was a battle, a single battle. It was an hour and a half of combat, and. It was hard to see a lot of what was going on in certain points of the show. Oh, really? And then there's this question of like, well, if you've got... They, there's an army of 100,000 or, or 200,000 strong, and they line everybody up and they get ready for this big battle, and anyone who has any experience in military tactics, tactics looked at it and went, that's not right. And so you've got all these armchair historians on Reddit complaining that it's completely inaccurate and why would anyone do this? And it's horrible and stupid. And people love to bitch and moan and complain. I, On the internet? I no. <laughs> I know this, this isn't a ugly re- movie reviews, but I, I do have one more question about uh, uh, something and then we can move on from just doing reviews of things. Sure. Um, with this is going to sound silly, and you think I would know this uh, as a geek and internet and computer person, but YouTube. So I understand movies and TV shows, depending on where you're at in the country, get released differently on different you know schedules. Might not might not actually be in certain countries, and you know all that, but. But things on YouTube, that's like consistent, right? Like if you see something on YouTube, it's like it's no. on the internet. They don't they don't oh, yeah. change. They do. So so there could be things on YouTube here in the U.S. that aren't on YouTube Ooh, other places. Quite a bit, yeah. Uh, I was gonna say I came across a new series on YouTube that I, I think you'd like, Thomas. But I I didn't I wasn't gonna say anything because I know we have a international audience, but. I'm going to say something now since we're talking about it. There's a YouTube series called Dust, D-U-S-T. And it's all these like sci-fi short stories. Kind of like the, uh, the I Love yeah, Robots Love Death Robots. on Netflix we were talking about. Love Death Robots. That's it, yeah. It's kind of like that. Uh, really high quality sci-fi done. I guess it's been going for a co- I love finding channels like this. I guess it's been going for a couple years. And they're like 15 minute sci-fi shorts. 15, 20 minutes. And I have like a few years worth to watch, which is kind of cool. And again, oh. and again, because they're shorts, you don't have to watch them any in any order or anything. They're just kind of random short stories. But 
You'll you'll like it, Thomas and John. You might appreciate it. Well, see, the first thing they have here is a, is a a trailer for the movie Prospect, which is a movie that I have but haven't watched yet. What I don't know what Prospect is. I don't know if I've actually looked at the channel. It just started showing up in my stream. I didn't actually. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's Prospect? Uh, there's a sounds like a baseball movie. Uh, is it about baseball? Prospect? No, it's about uh, Come on, John. help me out. People. People farming on foreign planets, finding an alien species. Ah, interesting. And probably, I don't think it's in English. Uh, uh, interesting. Right. Yeah, but I, I, I'll have to check this out. They've got a lot of stuff. Oh, it's got a ton of content. A ton, cut, ton of stuff. We discovered yeah, something. Of we discovered something fun today. We were having a meeting. Uh, here at Diego Dev, and you know everybody's remote, so all our meetings are typically online. And we use um, Google Hangouts, or well, actually now we use Google Meeting. And um, we're in we're in a meeting, and somebody discovered that in in meetings and Google Meetings, which is like the Google Hangout thing to share screens and stuff, it does real time closed caption. You can actually turn closed caption on. And that's terrifying. That's what we thought. <laughs> I, I mean, it was already kind of, I mean, you already kind of knew like you were being recorded and you're going into some database somewhere. But I mean, it was doing real time closed captioning. It, it was, it was pretty spot on. I, I've got to applaud its accuracy. It, it even bleeped out curse words. It was, it was interesting. Can you turn that off? No, I keep it on now by default. It's no. Can you turn? Can you turn off the bleeping? Like oh oh, I don't. No, I didn't see any. I didn't see anything. I I didn't look that deep into it, so I didn't see anything. Yeah, I don't like that at all. (laughs) Why? Why don't you like it? Well, because that means that there's a transcript of every conversation. So that that the transcript is in the database and indexed by keywords. That's what I said. I'm like, I want the transcripts now. Like, I want to be able to just after a meeting say download transcript. Right? Wouldn't I, that be I great? think you can. I couldn't find an option to do that. Maybe after the meeting, it's something that pops up, and I just never noticed it because after the meeting, it it, it goes to another screen, and there are other things on there. I, I know it shows like your future upcoming meetings and stuff, but but I, I think it would be from a business perspective. I think it would be great to have the ability to download a transcript of a meeting you were just in. That would I would, be. I would totally jump on board with that. Thomas, you're saying that's terrifying, but you have devices in your house doing the same thing already. That's true. Yeah, no, I'm not happy about that either. <laughs> devices on your person, they're probably doing it too. Still, not happy about it. And yet, you use them. Yeah. I, I, I'm getting so, I'm getting so close to getting away from Facebook. I just... I know it's a weekly update. Oh. Has has Tom deleted his Facebook? I still haven't, but Jesus, man. I, I'm considering now writing something to create a Facebook profile that doesn't disclose anything about me. Try to, like, 
kill my existing date Facebook profile and create a new one that is intentionally obfuscated in some way. I mean, what's the purpose of it at that point? Like, like I said, well, I mentioned earlier. So I'm, I'm pretty much, I consider myself pretty much off Facebook. I, I popped on this week specifically to wish my wife a happy birthday. That was the reason I was on Facebook. Um, my wife. You realize still you uses live with it. her, right? <laughs> yeah, but you have to public. <laughs> you have to publicly announce it, otherwise everybody's like, "Bex's husband's a jerk because he didn't say anything one, on Facebook." Yeah, one thing Jack and I have in common: we hate that. <clears throat> like, she won't do that for me, and I don't do that for her. That's the modern equivalent yeah. of sending flowers to her office. Right. It mm-hmm. it, it totally is. Yeah, you just say, "Look." Jackie would hate it. I spent 10 minutes organizing this surprise that isn't that surprising. Yeah. And and I wasn't even, like, the first to wish her happy birthday on Facebook. It was, like, much later in the day, and I'm like, yeah, I I guess I I should write something about my wife I did notice that I beat you to it, which I thought was funny. Yeah, yeah. But but what I was going to say is, um, and and like I said, my wife still uses it for, like, messaging. Like, she, she uses Facebook, and she'll... She'll use the messaging service. But again, the friend that I have who I literally never speak with, he was somebody I worked with years ago. We stay in touch through Facebook. He messages me from Jersey about the incident here in Poway. Things like that happen. And I realize it's like, God damn it. I need to keep, I need to keep a presence on Facebook. That's, that's why I, I was about to say, Thomas, I don't know if I would delete your account because there's still some validity of having that presence on Facebook. Just do do what I do and just don't use the product. And yeah, I just get the notifications on messaging. And if somebody mentions me in a post by chance, I'll get that notification. But well, but then just I mean, you're post. you're using the product either way. If you have a phone on you or if you have. A device. I mean, what, the thing that gets me is the Facebook cookies on all the shopping and ancillary websites. Is that you're still getting, you're still using Facebook when you're on Amazon because it knows what you bought and it knows well, what that, things you're well, shopping. That's, that's for. That's why. I, well, that's why I said I. Well, I logged out of Facebook except for I. I use Firefox with the Facebook container now. It's the only place I. I go to Facebook. There has been a pretty good amount of evidence showing that that doesn't stop it. Um, mm. That they can fingerprint people well enough that it doesn't help. Mm. Well, that's my best effort. But but I don't know, man. I mean, I, I tried. Yeah, I've quit Facebook. And like I said, I still consider myself, quote unquote, quitting Facebook. Quit have quit Facebook. I mean, I don't use it. I think I have an Instagram that, you know, I will that will automatically feed into it from time to time when I remember to post on Instagram. But for the most part, uh, I you don't. And post I'm on missi- Instagram? missing it less and less. What's that? You actually post on Instagram? I try to. So that's my thing is I actually have a if this, then that account where if I post to Instagram, it will post it to Twitter and then... Instagram automatically posts to Facebook. And I and I try to remember, like, when I'm taking a picture or something, to do that. Because, you know, it kind of keeps that Facebook feed going for anybody who's interested. But 
Uh, yeah, occasionally I'll do it. I, I, it's very rare. Yeah, I just get in trouble anytime I post on Facebook, so I tend not to. <laughs> <laughs> he just, he just stays within his his vegan recipe group, and that's it. <laughs> my, my wife doesn't agree with with some of the stuff I post at times. I, uh, I bought myself something that I've been putting off actually buying for myself for like 10 years now because it's just such a toy and I, I feel weird buying toys for myself. What's that? What'd you get? I bought myself a lockpick set. Ooh. So I've got fun geeky for the, stuff. Yeah. For the, for the podcast listeners and not the video listeners, I've got this full pouch of dozens of lock picking tools and then i got a uh practice lock that is, is clear, clear. Yeah. yeah so you can see the pins and stuff through it and that's it's a an excellent fidget toy for sure is it? yeah yeah at I've the all, very at the very least it's on my desk and i play with it <laughs> um but you know it's a surprisingly easy thing to get reasonably good at and uh, makes you wonder what the point of locks on anything is. <laughs> I, yeah, speaking scary. of locks, I saw one of the stupidest uh, infomercials for a new way to secure your door and it was basically a uh, a piece of metal at the bottom of the door with a... Uh, a molded piece that slides into that and then slides into the floor. And I don't know if we are now. The anti the anti kick thing? Yeah. But uh what? <laughs> okay. So Eric is now a sock puppet. <laughs> okay. What? So anyway, I'm watching this infomercial and they're showing them like trying to kick the door, trying to crowbar the door, trying to um do something under their arm like all you need is a long piece of metal to kind of curve under the door and you pop that thing up and out it's just yeah or a window yeah i mean that's the thing that always gets me is is securing doors and having windows next to your door and how horrifying eric looks right now We're an audio podcast. Nobody knows what you're talking about. So right now, Eric is dressed up like Donald Trump in some We are fashion. the best. We are the best podcast. Oh, that is terrifying. <laughs> oh, I got better well, ones. I, Here, see, I follow here's the, my favorite. I follow the... see my favorite? I don't... I follow the, uh, uh, the lockpicking lawyer on YouTube. And he he goes through stuff very quickly. <laughs> uh, oh, get him! Is this a new toy that you've acquired? Snapchat has a thing you can put on your computer, and it uh, it allows you to take your webcam and do all sorts of geeky things with it. I'm not a Snapchat user, but uh, now. yeah. Yeah, now I'm a sock puppet. This is how I should just do the podcast every week. That's like, how you should do listeners... almost every interaction. I think so, yeah. 
I mean, audio listeners, it doesn't doesn't affect their stream at all. They they wouldn't know any better. But but the uh, the YouTube people who turn into YouTube, yeah, they would uh they would appreciate this. I think looks good. I like this one. <laughs> and then of course Batman. Batman Batman might be my favorite. I I don't know. I always have to talk like this when this one comes on. Have you guys followed the PHP controversy this week? No. <laughs> What controversy, Thomas? Tell me. The uh, deprecation of the short cl- uh, the short tags. Deprecation of the short tags. Why is this controversy? I thought I thought this was something that was decided on some time back. Well, I believe it is decided now. But now that it's decided, everyone's coming out of the woodwork to argue about how horrible the change this is. And uh, provide examples. Uh, basically, instead of uh, less than dollar sign PHP, you can also just say less than dollars or less than question mark. Question mark, yeah, dollar, uh, dollar sign. Like dollar sign. Um, <laughs> and somebody decided that this was bad old shorthand that shouldn't be used anymore, and has deprecated it in the newer. I think the eight release, um, and a okay. lot of people are just wondering why. Why create a backwards compatible breaking change for the sake of some people don't like it? Um, mm-hmm. And that—that's really where the argument breaks. I mean, it's comment. simple to create a code linter it's... to fix your stuff, but it's not so simple to fix it on libraries that are old and libraries that don't need compatibility checks all the time. That we're using it. So let me ask you the question: not... Does this does this include does is the scope of this include the um, question mark equal as far as <laughs> no? So the short echo mm-hmm. the short echo is not going to deprecate. Um, that is less than question mark equal, and anything you type after that is just an echo to whatever your standard out is, and that's not affected at all by this, which makes sense for template engines, but kind of makes it more confusing because, hey, if you're going to get rid of short tags, why not get rid of all the short tags? Okay. Uh, it's not a security thing, right? I mean, I know it's turned off by default. Most people nope. don't use it. It's purely just a, just yeah, I don't like it, so let's get rid of I mean, it decision. The, the whole comment about old libraries isn't super valid to me because most people have short tags disabled anyway. Yeah, it's disabled by default um, in your I and I. So you're not. But in a larger in a larger corporation that's been using internal libraries for an extended period of time, they might have libraries that were created a long time ago that use this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Where do you guys fall on it? It really is a style change, and I don't like it. There's no there's no valid reason that I can see to to this to deprecate and remove it. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I mean, if it's not hurting anything, if 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 it's not a security vulnerability, if it's not if it's not blocking any future development, like oh, we can't do this because we're trying to support this old uh, convention, then who cares if like, it's there? Is it improving right? performance by not having it in the in the code base? But even if it's oh, well, in the code in, base, in, in the you. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So the the reasoning in the RFC is that the documentation discourages the usage anyways. It clashes with XML, which is a non-issue. Um, it depends on an INI directive and as such is not portable. And if you execute this this short open tag on a system that doesn't support it, it will dump the contents of the file. So that's a quote-unquote security issue. Uh, well, I can't th- see those are, that Those argument. are some good points. I like the, I, I, the fact that it's an INI change. So if you're writing a library, it's not going to be portable. It's sure. Valid. But there's no reason, if it's already being discussed in the documentation as something that's possible but not recommended then you've done all the deprecation you need. Yeah, but I, I get the whole uh, dumping PHP files as well. I mean, that's a pretty big thing, and, and I, I've seen that mistake happen time and time mm. again. Yeah. I've seen that mistake, but not with short tags. I've seen it just with typos. No, I've I mean, seen it, it with short tags. Yeah. If, if you disable short tags in your INI and you try using it, it doesn't work. Yeah. Right? So say say you're migrating your website from you know one server to the other and the new server has short tags disabled but you don't realize that and you deploy your site and and where it really hurts is if your site isn't consistent like you see this a lot with legacy sites where certain developers didn't use short tags others did and so maybe the home page loads fine like you know most of the pages load fine then all of a sudden you hit that one page by that one developer who used a short tag and you know, it's puking out your database connection string. Well, I, I, I see your argument. However, right now the PHP INI default is to allow short open tags, and this RFC would change the default to disallow. That's not correct. That's what it states in the RFC. If so, I have not... Every, every, every deploy I've done of PHP over the last recent years, short tags have always been disabled. And I know this because we had a client that had short tags that we had to make it part of the build process to go in and enable short tags. See, that would be a decision from the distribution, not a decision from PHP. Because in the in the RFC, it says change the PHP INI default to disallow short tags. Uh, I, so I support that. I well, but if they're going to complain about it being a security issue with it dumping the code, it wouldn't have done that until this RFC. So this RFC mm. introduces the security issue that they're saying is they're being addressed. Yeah, I, 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 I was on, I was on board with you. I was on your side. Thomas, well, no, no, my side. I haven't like, said my side. Oh, oh, well, then I was on the side of, you know, don't get rid of it if it's not hurting anybody. But after talking, I mean. After talking about it a little bit, it's like, yeah, you know, it does pose a problem. Yeah, he's right. The short open tag is default on. Mm. So, here's my side. The deprecation starts in 7.4, mm-hmm. which is the next upcoming major revision, or the uh, minor revision. Uh, and the support for short tags is completely removed from 8.0. And that, I think, is awesome. I think massive changes to PHP's code quality, 
code style quality should be done in an 8.0 branch. I think 8.0 should be so different from 7 as to really validate the full version number. That's a valid argument. If we want to address the issues that are long-term in the PHP environment, a full version number is the place to do it. Mm. I... We're in this super fast-paced release cycle now, and I would like to see the release cycle slow down to where we had it with the five days, where there's the long-term support, which is the 7.4 or 7 branch, and then the bleeding edge, which is the 8 branch, mm-hmm. and implement functionality to support multiple versions of PHP natively, which is another RFC that's coming up, which is built-in support for multiple versions of PHP. So I think this is great, because I want to see 8 be as futuristic, high-quality as possible. I want to see all the crap that people have complained about for 20 years just gone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, the- that's, that's a good argument. And again, if you're doing if you're doing a migration to a major release, it's really... It's really on your shoulders to make sure that your code is compliant. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Now, I mean, I, I think that means supporting the 7 branch longer than they currently plan to. Uh, maybe another year or two longer. But that's not too bad. And, and it's not like this hasn't happened in languages before. Um, we've seen C or C++ go huge changes over versions um uh, python i think has the like modern python versus old python is it what four mm-hmm. versus five mm-hmm. so no uh, uh two uh three versus two yeah so i don't have a problem with dramatic changes um and i i agree that removing the short tag is fine having standardized Tagging methodology is great to me. Mm. Um, but, you know, I have to take the devil's advocate position just to get the conversation rolling. No, you talked to me back around on it. You're right. A major release is, is the time to do that. If, if, if yeah, I mean, if it's if it's agreed upon that it's, it's something the, the community of developers who support PHP want, and that's really what we're talking about, is the the developers of PHP, not mm-hmm. people who develop using PHP. Well, and not the people and... who support WordPress sites. <laughs> right, right, yeah. And, yeah, if they decide that, that they, it's something they don't want to support anymore and they all agree to it, uh, a major release is definitely the place to do it. So, speaking of new features in PHP... Um, I don't know if you guys are looking at Trello anymore. We we used to use Trello. It's hard to say if we still do or not, but every now and then we post things. But I uh, I added the PHP uh, list shorthand. Have you have mm-hmm. you guys seen this yet? Yeah, in it was came in with seven, right? Right, right. And I think we talked about it uh, once before, but it's so I, I the reason that I thought about this is because we're talking about. Con- getting confused by syntax and it's like this is one of those things that the more i look at it the more i appreciate it but my initial reaction of it is well that's way too confusing because 
the shorthand, the new shorthand for the PHP list function is basically the same as the shorthand for the array. It's mm -hmm. the brackets, right? Right. It's just well, a matter of how you use them. Right. It's because you're basically taking an array and breaking it down into pieces and parts. Right. Yeah. Right. So it it looks like like if you were to look at it, you know, it's it looks like a array assignment in reverse, mm -hmm. right? Where the 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 list is on the left and the variables on the right. And so it's just to just to back up, the list function or they correct it here too, the language construct. On the left side you do list and then an a, a list of variables. They this example right. is name, age, whatever, equals, and then you would have an array on the right-hand side or a function that returns an array. And you assume that name is in uh, index zero, age is in index one, so on and so forth. So it's a way of taking what's in an array and breaking it down into individual variables. Right, exactly. Yeah, and now the last time we discussed this, I was saying that I use this now. It's a it's a new thing that I use. Um, over the last ten years or so, fifteen years actually, I've seen a lot of junior developers come in that use this format of list and then equals and then a result set. Mm -hmm. And I never really adopted to it. And I believe that it's a Java thing that got ported into PHP. Mm. That would make sense. And that, and that most Java classes teach this as the way to do it. Um, I use it for caching uh, page results. So I'll have five or six queries that I need data from on a page, and I want to cache all of them under a single key. Then I just return an array of results. And then I use list to populate my blade template array, my blade template values. Hmm. Because cache can only have one key per result set, but you can return an array as a result set. Hmm. So that's where I, I use it all the time. Um, and having gotten over the last year or so more and more used to doing this, now when I see the short format or the list format, uh, they both just sort of makes sense to me in my head. I don't have to think about what's going on here. But when I first started seeing yeah, it, I see, absolutely did have to think, like, what is this doing? Yeah, I that's think, me. I think, I think Tom's just calling me a junior them. developer, too. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm struggling with it. But, but like, again, looking at how they used it in the uh, for each loop, I, lo I, I really like that. Like, the using it in the for they they used the, the list function, the for each loop, where instead of doing uh in their example you know these instead of doing people as person and then echoing person name person age they do people as they do this list function you know name you know is the variable name age is the variable age and then they just echo name and age out and i i, I really like that that seems not necessarily cleaner it just seems easier to read to me but yeah, if you look at if you look at up top the uh I mean I think it's like the first yeah, the first example they have had I not known what I was reading uh, under uh, destructing uh, associ associative arrays, I guess it wasn't the first example. 
had I not known what I was reading and I just looked at this in a code base, I would have to take a take a moment and say, wait, what am I looking at? This this is backwards. So I didn't I didn't realize you could do this with associative arrays like this. Right, that's cool, isn't it? Yeah, it's one of those this article, I've seen it before, but I've ne- I haven't used it, so then I forgot about it. This article has some cool use cases. I just worry about when the use case starts getting more and more creative, it becomes less and less readable. Hmm. I mean, that's my my big my big issue is when they do it in loops like that. That yeah. now, gets I, I don't hard under- to read. I, I don't understand the last the last example they have where they do it and they then they do ABCs. That's just assuming first, second, third position. Yeah. So the the thing yeah. with the loops is that it's only on uh, indexed arrays. It's not on associative. Okay. But maybe it's on associative. But then you can't get the key. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's what I was wondering. Like they don't they don't do you know, obviously you, you don't use keys on this, and uh, I would need to see what that last one does. Actually, I'm not I'm not really sure. Yeah, why, that's that's a, why I love the last speaking. one doesn't make sense because there's no it's echo ABC, but there's no like concatenation or anything between those variables. So, all right. Yeah, that might huh. that, that might be bad code. <laughs> yeah. Because that's not making any sense. But uh, I need I need a reason to use this now. It's yep, like this parser. is one of those things. Huh? Parser. Yeah. Now I'll tell you what I don't need an excuse to use. Arrow functions. Ah, arrow function that 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 came up in my feed today uh, as well. I like this one. I've been following this vote because over the last three months now I've been developing in JavaScript and everything in JavaScript now is short arrow functions mm-hmm. and I've gotten so used to seeing it and using it that having it in PHP just makes sense to me um, I think that's I think that's was the, the opinion of a lot of people is yeah it's just so many other languages are using this now this just makes sense now where do you see it in JavaScript because I've don't recall ever really seeing this. So I've, I've had to read through this thing, like uh, the RFC, which I didn't realize Eric had a card up here already. And just reading through it a few times, trying to figure it out, because it wasn't very clear to me. Uh, in JavaScript, it's an EX or an ES6 only uh, syntax. Okay. So you won't see it a whole lot in production. Uh, but stuff like Babel will want to see it and will convert it into the... ES5 format for you. So all of my coding in React is using the ES6 short syntax because it just cuts clutter down. Um, It allows you to do ternary style stuff, you know, real short, concise stuff. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say for our PHP developers who are listening, how would you... How would you explain this if, if you hadn't seen it before? Because I, I don't even know how to... I mean, it's like the rocket hash and... So... How, how do you explain a, a, a short arrow function? Uh, a short arrow function starts with FN and then parentheses. And within the parentheses, you've got all your standard parameters. But then instead of just gump, jumping straight into curly braces, 
you go to equals greater than. And you can contain your function in that. Now, if you're going to go multi-line, then you need to have your parentheses or your, your, your curly braces there. Right, because basically everything to the to the right of of the rocket hash is uh, is your return, right? You don't you don't add the return; it's just whatever is there. It gets right returned. now, the thing with these kinds of short tags is that they can be type hinted in a peculiar way, where normally if you were to assign a function to a variable, then you could pass that variable into something that expected. A function and then returned your expected uh, parameters. So instead of arguments, they're actually properties of the function. Um, and a lot of what you see in JavaScript treats it that way, where if you're going to use the short uh, arrow functions, then you're using that function as a set of properties to be acted upon and not a function to be called with properties. Um, Mm-hmm. It's just a style or a habit, uh, but there is a huge difference in the PHP version of this. The scope changes. Oh. Uh, anywhere that you use an arrow function in PHP 7.4 is on the same scope of mm-hmm. where you're using it. So you no longer have to pass in previously defined variables. There's no use person. There's no use user attribute, etc. It's already in the scope Mm -hmm. of the function. And that's the part that is going to trip people up real fast if they start using this without knowing what they're doing. But it's also the real strength of the thing in shortening the complexity of stuff is that using the short arrow functions in PHP is going to act the same as functions do in JavaScript, where the scope is the same as mm-hmm. the function's you know, declaration point. Um, and, and this... Uh, and I, that's one... That's actually one of the things that really draws me to it, is I, I love that not having to worry about passing in what I need to mm-hmm. use within that function. It's It'll just... Beyond yeah, but you're going to have to change so. the way you think about naming your cool. variables in these sub-functions. You're going to have to make sure that you don't override variables on the same scope. So there is some sensitiveness to this. You you have to be more careful because there's plenty mm-hmm. of times where I use functions within a function scope or, or variables within a function scope that have the same name as one of the values they're returning. And in this case, you wouldn't even uh, bother returning your values. If you're using a short tag, you would just set the values and then exit your function. You wouldn't have to bother returning them because they're setting them mm-hmm. in the same scope. So this is going to make debugging some stuff pretty tricky if you use it. Oh, that's interesting what you just said. So you, so you can actually just set the value. Yeah, it's it's in the uh, same scope. So you can set the value. You can override the value. You can unset the value. You can increment i when you don't mean to increment i. It's it's, it's going mm-hmm. to make some debugging a little bit tougher if you start using this format because the scope 
is a scope that PHP developers are not used to. It totally breaks our current standard of thinking of scope in functions. Hmm. Be interesting. And this is yep, coming this is in, seven in seven four. four. It looks like, and I expect to see it in Laravel five nine. <laughs> it's my one jab for the episode. There's a there. Did you know there's a new uh, PHP internals podcast? I saw that. That's I actually think referenced in I'm, this article as well. They said they talk about this this new function coming in. I'm gonna have to start listening to that because I saw it and just just started drooling. Oh, that's delicious! Yeah, because I, I can't I can't keep up with the PHP internals messages. I just can't. I'm the same way. It's just such a a flood of of conversation in there. I'm I'm happy to see it. I'm happy to see there's so much activity and there there's so many people dedicated to it. But I, I can't keep up with it. occasionally. Topics, you know, I get the email, and uh, topics will come in with a interesting enough subject line where it'll catch my attention. But for the most part, I just can't keep up with it. Too much, too much conversation in there. Yeah, and it's been getting, it's been getting a lot of new people that don't know what the the group is for, dropping in and saying, "Hey, I need Karma to post my idea on the wiki," and you're like, "Wrong place, asshole." <laughs> I love that every every now and then you'll see somebody post, "Hey, can somebody help me with this for each loop?" It's like, "Wait, what? No, can't, please get out of this list." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys see that Chewbacca's gone? Yes. What? Poor poor Chewbacca. Peter Mayhew died. Yeah. Oh, when did this happen? Uh, like eight o'clock. Oh, it just yeah. happened today. Yeah. Oh, just so something that reminded me. Uh, he'll be easier to CGI back in the movies than uh, Carrie Fisher is. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Oh, I'm seeing this on Twitter now. That's sad. Shoey. Well, at least he got. I mean, come on, the guy had a great run, right? I mean. Oh yeah. You know, what, I mean, especially what a for a guy he, his he size, lived. you know. Yeah, when you're that tall, you're not supposed to live as long as he did. You know, he could he could go to geek events and get all the attention he wants because people knew who he was. But his day to day life, he could be you know like a normal, a normal Joe. You know. Uh, yeah. Now was it was it the same Chewie through all the movies, even the latest yep. one that released? Or yeah. did they, it was the same Chewie. Always, huh? always Peter. Well, well, that's good for him, man. He had a good life. Seventy-four. Damn it, those those age ranges from where I am to where they are is getting shorter and shorter, and it's freaking me out, man. Freaking me yeah. out. I'm definitely on on the on the downhill slide of life right now. Oh man, seventy-four. Jeez. Yeah, my wife... Uh... Downhill downhill side of life, but you kicked my ass in uh, racquetball this week. Please. Kicked your He's ass. He's a slugger. Barely held it together. Oh, man. I, got... I think ultimately I lost. Pretty I got sure. one last thing here. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I cheated. I wore you out first. (laughs) I cheated. I stayed young and fit. I stayed fit. You know, I eat healthy. I cheated. Yeah, that's how I beat you. My children aren't teenagers. Exactly. What's your last Uh, thing, Thomas? Microsoft. Microsoft became a trillion dollar company this week. Get your head around that for a moment. A trillion dollars. I th- I had trouble processing a billion when they were a billion dollar company. Like what what it looks like to be a billionaire. And now you have a company worth a trillion dollars. So for for people who haven't gone through this mental exercise, uh a hundred million dollars, if you have a million dollars times a hundred you have a hundred million dollars. If you have a million dollars times a thousand, you have a billion dollars. If you have a billion dollars times a thousand, you have a trillion dollars. So you would have to have you would have to be a millionaire. It, it means you could give a billion dollars to nine hundred and ninety nine of your favorite friends, and you'd still be a billionaire. Yeah. It's a it's a psychotic amount of money. Um, but the the big news on this is that this is all on the heels of the new uh, CTO. Uh, what is her name? Ooh, I'm not aware of this one. Uh, Ch- Chief Financial Officer Amy Hood. Oh, that's a CFO, uh, not a sorry, CTO. Sorry, <laughs> my bad. Um. <laughs> This is all on the the heels of Balmer leaving Microsoft and pivoting Windows 10 to uh, basically favor the user more than to favor the platform itself. Uh, Mm. Big moves in open source, such as buying GitHub, releasing Visual Studio Code for free on all platforms. Mm -hmm. Uh, It would appear that Microsoft's sort of open initiative has succeeded in making them the trillion dollar company that they are today. And Mm -hmm. it speaks very well of windows 11 being a Unix based system. So we talked a little bit last week about you potentially grabbing a windows machine. How do you feel about that idea now? My computer, I did some research, updated my graphics drivers. And when I rebooted to update my graphics drivers and get them running, the BIOS auto-updated itself. No, that can't happen. I shit you not. Okay, so let's let's catch up. If you're not a regular listener, last week Thomas was complaining about a laptop he has, which is a Dell that runs Ubuntu. It, it, it ran Ubuntu from day one. He didn't he didn't install Ubuntu on top of anything, yeah. so he was struggling with his. His uh his technical world and um, okay so when I booted it back up things were significantly better couldn't tell you which part of what happened because I made a change and then the computer itself made a change that I don't know what it was what it did or why and there's no way for me to roll that back. I don't even know a computer could update its own bias without, with well, see that shows you how old school I am because to me it used to be like a manual process right, where, right. 
for the for those 15 minutes of your life, you're like, power, please don't go out, or I've lost my entire... <laughs> you had to get it on a floppy disk that had to be formatted a specific way. Yeah. And it didn't do a checksum or anything. It just ran whatever was on the fucking disk. Yeah. It's, you could put a virus on there and it would just be like, all right, great, buddy. Cool, this, this looks right. I'll just put this right things, here. Things are very, very different in the BIOS world now. Most motherboard BIOS support uh, mouse and keyboard. Many of them have graphical, like full color graphical user interfaces. And a lot of corporate laptops or corporate systems, as well as gamer oriented systems, uh, allow you to update over the network. Hmm. Um, some motherboards even supporting updating over Wi Fi from within the BIOS. Now, I wasn't aware that there were motherboards that did this check on a reboot to update so this, their own BIOS. this was this was an automatic thing you didn't you didn't trigger yeah. it yeah it just I, I restarted the system to see if the graphics change worked and bam it said don't turn off your computer i'm flashing your bios don't you. and i just went jesus christ what are you doing that for so so i'm not sure exactly what happened um, but you're happy with your laptop again? No, no. <laughs> That's a bit too strong of a word. <laughs> it's better. Uh, one of the things to remember is that this laptop is a Synergy client. And Synergy clients are very susceptible to one of the two computers locking up the process that controls the cursor. Um, if you're... If you're real old school, you remember that plugging in a mouse used to ask you to allocate an IRQ for it. Mm -hmm. uh, that's not the case anymore. However, mice still use direct mapping through IRQ. So they still are a hardware level function. So they're one of the last things to fail. Um, when a computer is pegged at 100%, your mouse will still usually move around on the screen because it's directly accessing some hardware level that other things aren't. Mm. Um, but when you use Synergy, that abstraction goes away, so it becomes a software pointer. And so it gets a little bit of responsive issues. And so I'm still having issues with that, um, which just means, you know, it means any number of things on the system. But for the most part, it's not a hair-pulling-out situation anymore. Although... While editing last week's podcast, Audacity did crash, which sucked. <laughs> added added another that's, thirty minutes to the editing time. That's 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 John's world, man. Every, every every blue moon, John tries to edit something, and it just becomes this like cycle of Audacity crashing on him. <laughs> I re I think I'm gonna in the future. I'm gonna skip Audacity for editing. And go to some other project that has a better stability record. Now, Audacity does recover itself pretty well when it crashes, but yeah, I, yeah I but follow say, the I, I follow the directions when you're trying to because I didn't. <laughs> I I was trying to recover, it didn't work. I quit out, and it says, "Do you want to save?" I said, "No." Oh, so cleaned up all your in. temp files. Everything was gone. Yeah. I go and look online. It's like. 
don't say no here. I'm like, ah, oh, crap. Well, my issue is actually, I it locked the whole system up. Uh, so I had to open up my laptop and get on the physical keyboard for the laptop and open up a terminal to do a kill all on Audacity. Yeah. If yeah. you don't, if you don't I, you know, really it, know Linux, you wouldn't know that Control Alt F two drops you into a non X Windows shell, and that mm-hmm. Control Alt F seven drops you back into X Windows. So I'm I'm glad I know that because <laughs> I've had to do that a couple times. Yeah. But I uh, I I keep thinking I want to. So we 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 have the uh, we have apples, John and I. And I keep thinking I want to try GarageBand because GarageBand is like built into Apple now, and I mean it's got to be good, right? It's people pay used to pay money for it's this. Supposed to be this supposed to be very but, good. But I, I've I've gotten my workflow so dialed in with Audacity now. I I really don't want to mess with it. <laughs> I know what you mean, but I did video editing in high school and. There are times I very much miss the Adobe Premiere system of editing. Hmm. I really liked using Final Cut even for audio. Yeah. Really? Yeah. In Final Cut, it's still you still have to pay for it, right? It's not. Oh yeah. It's not one of those. It's still yeah. like two hundred and fifty or three hundred dollars. Although I think they went to a subscription model, <clears throat> just like everything else. Mm-hmm. There's a free trial. You can no. When it, but last time yeah. I tried, last time I bought Final Cut, it was a thousand dollars. Oh my god! Do you remember? Yeah, software. And yeah, yeah. Well, that's what that Photoshop used to be like. That right? Twelve hundred bucks, fourteen hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was when fourteen hundred bucks was well, a I lot of money. There was yeah. that section in Fries that had the <laughs> Adobe products. Still a lot of money. And they had the the three thousand dollar bundle that had all the Adobe products on it, and oof. Yeah, you get like Dreamweaver and all the, the whole the whole stack. Yeah, Shockwave, Macromedia. Yeah, I I, I miss I miss uh, yeah the oh, Flash yeah. stuff. Yeah, I that's where I miss missing. Uh, Working in the enterprise, man, you just you just put in an invoice like, no, we have to have this. And it's like, oh, you know, twenty five hundred dollars for software? Sure, it seems reasonable. Somebody rubber stamp it, and oh, I bought a five thousand dollar firmware for a Cisco router. Jesus Christ, how is that justifiable? <laughs> it added the ability to drop in a, a WAN card and run a specific T three something. You couldn't buy a whole new router for that? Uh-uh. Yeah, the router... Good they, God. They, yeah, Cisco used to run their router business like a licensing business where you bought the router that had support for all of the hardware, but the functionality was locked behind firmware. I remember that. I mean, that's... That's right. Uh, we're, we're talking 1998, so it's been yeah. a long time. God, I just yeah. made myself feel so old. <laughs> but... Yeah, no, I we dropped some major money on a firmware upgrade for a router because that was just what you did. They it was cheaper yeah. to mass produce the hardware and then lock the feature set behind firmware. Yep. All right. 
Well, I don't know. I feel like this has been a good geek out uh, coding show, man. It has. Should we, we wrap it up? We got PHP features. We got lock picking. We've got movies. It's we started on a low note so that we could only go up. Glad Thank you brought you, that Eric, back up. That. Yeah. Good job, <laughs> man. Good job. So this is this will be our right. this will be our demo reel for our podcast from now on. Yeah, this is what we do. It's great. This is it. Yeah, this is... Episode 150. We have to put a star on it's this It's always one. like this. It's, it's a special <laughs> special episode. When does this ever end? Jesus. Episode 150. We need to wrap this up at some point. We need to go in retirement. How about an episode 150? <laughs> How about when everyone moves to Colorado Springs and we, we start Colorado Dev? <laughs> John doesn't want to hear that right now. John's already freaking out of the idea. I may be moving. <laughs> yeah, it's, too soon. Too soon. We, we had a we had a quite the conversation about prices in San Diego, and man, it ain't getting better. Uh, it's getting hard, man. It's it's really difficult to justify living living in California right now. Yeah, so no, it's not. You walk outside, and it's perfect. That's about hard to justify. Sure. <laughs> I, had, I had a beautiful thunderstorm for five minutes here today. It was nice. All right, we're going, we're going in the wrong direction. We need to end on a high note. All right. So I think this, uh, this is going to wrap it up for episode 150. I'm one of your mini hosts, Eric Van Johnson. I'm John Congdon. I'm your favorite host, Tom Rideout. Keep it ugly. Keep it ugly. Thanks for listening to this episode of PHP Ugly, and thanks to our sponsors, the Diego Dev Group. If you're looking for developers who care about the code they create, the communities they build, and the solutions they implement, then reach out to the Diego Dev Group. You can find the Diego Dev Group at www.diegodev.com. That's www.diegodev.com. Show notes and RSS feeds can be found at www.phpugly.com. Follow PHP Ugly on Twitter at phpugly or join us in our Discord channel. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or in your favorite podcast listener. A rating of five stars is always appreciated. Until next time, keep it ugly.